This is the Jason Kavnis Experience, hosted by Jason Kavnis. Join Jason as he talks to small business owners and startup founders and other interesting people as we gain great insights about business, people, leadership, HR, and how each guest strives to be great every day. The Jason Cavendish Experience is brought to you by Triple Summit Advisors. Triple Summit Advisors brings a passion for value investing and practical financial planning strategies. Triple Summit Advisors helps clients at all stages of life, from those just starting their careers to retirees. They focus on young professionals who want their financial lives to be more than just earning and spending. Triple Summit Advisors provides financial planning and investment management for clients because those tools are essential to achieving personal goals, whatever they may be. They practice what they preach and believe in having skin in the game. They invest alongside of the clients and are collectively one of their firm's largest clients. Triple Summit Advisors share strategies, knowledge, and perhaps even a little wisdom that will help their clients gain control of their financial lives, grow wealthier, and sleep more soundly at night. To learn more, go to www.triplesummitadvisors.com. This episode of the Jason Cadmus Experience is a replay of when I was a guest on the Design Driven Life podcast hosted by Wendy Yates. Yes, on this episode of the Design Driven Life, where we hope to inspire you to shift your mindset and create the world that you want to live in. I'm Wendy Yates, and today I get to speak to Jason Kavnis. Jason Kavnis is a retired U.S. Army officer who served for 25 years to include eight years as an enlisted member. He had previous startup experience with My Unfold, voice-enabled AI platform, along with the HR business partner. He also hosts the Jason Kavnis Experience, where he talks to small business owners, founders, and other interesting people. He has also taken on the role of Seattle City Leader for Bunker Labs. Bunker Labs is a national nonprofit that helps to inspire, equip, and connect the military community to entrepreneurship. His personal motto, which I love, is be great every day. He does his best to add value, help to solve problems daily, and to help others become better. He has a master's in human relations from the University of Oklahoma and is SPHR certified. Hi, Jason. Thank you so much for being a guest on The Design Driven Life. I'm super excited to meet you and we'll just jump right in if you want to share who you are um, and a little bit about your background and, and what you're up to. Hey, so yeah, Winnie, thanks for having me here today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for all the things you're doing for entrepreneurs. So for myself, um, I have a tech startup called Kevin's HR. And my story is I kind of different from others, right? Because I'm a retired army officer and most retired army officers don't go to tech, right? Another thing I want to backtrack a little bit. So for those who know what Meyer Briggs is, I'm an INFJ. And like supposedly, you know, there's only 1% of us in the world, right? So we definitely do things differently, think differently. And, and like the best of the way, like I'm an introvert at heart. Like I, I, I hate small talk, you know, like do I care how the weather is? Probably not. <laughs> do I care how your football team is doing? Really not. But I do care about having deep like relationships with people. And one thing that makes us different is like, like we actually like get in front of people and talk, right? Like, I love getting in front of cause of people talking right. But having said that, in this podcast here, right, it's kind of it's kind of strange. Even I do my own podcast, I'll get in front of people talk. Like five to ten minutes beforehand, I like how can I get out of this? Like how can I not do this right? If I just like ghost and disappear, you know what's the repercussions, right? But of course, every time I like, well, Jason, what are you doing? And I do it right. So that's interesting. So I got involved in like tech and startups and stuff like that. So I retired back in 2015 from the army. I did a uh, eight years enlisted, 17 years officer, and I did HR in the army too. But army we call it adjutant general. And so back then, the, the army. Tech 
tell you, you go on LinkedIn, you know, connect with people, try to find a job. So I'm doing that. This guy named Walker Roaches out to me. Hey, Jason, I have a startup called Minor Fold. We want to help military veterans and college students find jobs by doing skills tests because we think the resume is really doesn't, you know, you know, help you out at all. Um, can we meet in person? You tell me how the army is going to help you find a job. Actually, one question for you. What the blank is a startup? Like, what, what is this? What are you talking about? Like, you just can't start a company. Like, that's not allowed. Like, companies already exist, right? Like, are you kidding me, right? And so, you know, laugh we met. And you get like a crash course on startups, right? MVP, product market fit, all those kind of things, right? Like, man, this is like some pretty interesting stuff, right? I was, I was really intrigued, right? And we like, we kind of hit it off, right? You know, had a good chemistry. Like, hey, Mark, you know, like, so first, a light bulb went on my head. Mark, you never say anything about HR. Why is that? Oh, you know, startups don't do HR to way down the road. Like, we don't have time for that. You know, we got to do, you know, other more important things. Another light, bulb, another light bulb goes off. Hey, Mark, this is pretty interesting. You should let me join your startup. I know you don't have any fundraising, but I need some, like, quote unquote, civilian experience. I can, you know, don't know how to do other stuff, right? He said, let me think about it. But me being me, I pretty much hired myself, right? So I go to meetings, so I do networking. I'm not pretty much hired myself, right? And an interesting side note, the person who did our marketing and the person who did our design both graduated from high school with my daughter in South Korea in 2006. Oh, so wow. that's, yeah, it's pretty interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool hanging out with them. But you know, like most startups didn't make it, right? But but two years I was there, like I said, I did everything except for coding design. Like I learned best of development, sales, social media. You know, I, it was a networking event. I was there and I really involved. And so, and, but we knew it was like coming to end, right? But I noticed like none of these startups have HR. I mean, of course, a few did. I had like a lot of funnier. Most of them don't have HR. They made this a bit like I could do like for startups. And I did a slight pivot because like, man, these startups don't have money to pay me. I, I'm not going to do this pro bono. That so was from startups to come to for another few people. You know, they tell you to do your business research. So according to Small Business Administration, Dunner Bath Street, uh, Anytime Research, some other like organizations who research that stuff. There's 5 million companies in the U.S. with 49 and fewer people. And most of them don't have HR. You no know, person like me is like 50 to 80,000 plus benefits per year. You know, obviously they can't afford that. And you have the HR consultants. And don't get me wrong, there's a few good HR consultants, but we want to put the, we, we, that's who we want to put our business because they're overcharging price and delivering value. Because they might charge you like $300 an hour and they'll tell you, small business owner, you need to find him. But well, I, I know that. That's why I hired you. What can you make it for me? Oh, no, I don't make it for you. I just, you know, I just consult for you, right? And so now you want the small business pay you like this $300 an hour and they do still do the work. What kind of sense does that make, right? And then the big companies like, you know, ADP, Trinidad, Spirity. I mean, if you just Google like, you know, big HR company customer service, you just eat all the negative stuff, right? I have a, I have a cousin that owns a company in town in Texas. And like three years ago, she had one of the big companies and she would say like, it would take like two weeks to get back with her, right? You know, like two weeks, she, she already figured it out, right? So she hired someone internally. And then, you know, let's tell you to validate your idea. So I talked to 331 small business owners across the United States. It was more detailed on this, but you know, would you pay for HR if you did what you wanted, you know, blasey blazing. 71% said yes. 19% said, well, I really don't know, kind of neutral. And 10% said they would never waste money on HR. So, but based on that, I thought we had enough to go at it. I've been doing it a couple of years, uh, some pros and cons. So one, one thing we'll talk about, you know, as an entrepreneur, like I didn't realize how long it's going to take, right? I don't think most people don't realize how long it's going to take, right? And people forget like Steve Jobs and Wozniak took Apple, took them eight years to make Apple, right? And even then they were struggling, right? Like there's an interview that Mark Zuckerberg did back when Facebook first like hit it off. Mark, what's it like to be overnight success? He was like, well, if your definition of overnight success is me like coding for six years in my dorm room, yeah, yeah, I'm an overnight success, right? And I just want to emphasize that, you know, the, the length of time is going to take, right? Is no quick fixes. So you got to be aware of that. Uh, things we've done good. I think we've done a good job building a community around us. Like we have like 40,000 followers across various social media platforms. We talk to small business owners and founders. I do pretty good on that. Uh, got a great board of advisors. Uh, for the board of advisors, I have um, a guy named Todd Dean. He's like a semi-retired VC. Um, Dr. D'Anthony Miles, he's a startup expert in San Antonio. He's written like 10 books on ex startup stuff. He actually won an entrepreneur award in Berlin, Germany last year and won in Atlanta. Then there's um, Kevin Goldsmith, who's a former VP of engineering at Spotify. He's like, has like three or four tech jobs, a CTO startup. So I'm a, you know, I'm a non-tech startup person, non-tech founder of a tech startup. So having him on board is a really big deal. But having said that, I'm probably the most tech, non-tech person you'll ever find, you know. And then I have a David Metzer. So David Metzer, he's like a co-founder. He owns a sports 
agency with Warren Moon. And then uh, for your list, I'm, I'm sure they know who Gary Vaynerchuk is. Um, Dever Metzer is actually one of Gary Vaynerchuk's business advisors. And so how so I got Dever Metzer, I think it'd be a good for you listeners to know. I, I believe in the thing, you know, you miss 100% of the tra- 100% of the tracks you don't take. You miss 100% of the tracks you don't take, right? So just you know, I'm always trying to do pitch competition. So somehow I got got accepted to do a two minute pitch competition. Dever Metzer two minute pitch competition back back in September, and I finished second some kind of way. And for that, I got a few, year of free coaching. And so wow. and I'm taking part in this pitch coaching thing. I'm also part of a thing called Bunker Labs. At Bunker Labs, we have veterans from like you no know, star companies. And so part of part that I do, we do like a weekly huddle with the veteran entrepreneurs, right? And so I invited Dave to come speak. He said, yeah, I can only sit 10, 20 minutes. He had to spend like an hour and a half. And I was going to parlay that to get him an invitation to talk, to talk about National Summit, which of course didn't happen. But after all that, you know, I, I asked him to be on the board of advisors. He said, yes, right. You got to you know Paul, all the stuff. Um, and I've been, one thing too, I, I've been through so many people, right? Like I, not only like founders, I, you know, you know, people like, oh, I'll, I'll go to a startup six months later, I'll be rich, right? And it's not like that, right? So that's a lot of, a lot of challenges too. Yeah. So it's, it's been a good, good journey. It's an amazing story. And I'm a lot like you. I don't, I hate small talk. I try to avoid it. If somebody asks me about the weather, I pretty much turn around and just walk away. <laughs> so yeah. I, I totally relate to you on that. And I love this story um, of how you just kind of dove in. And I know you, you touched on just, just, just now about building your advisory board um, and how you got one of your advisors. But um, did you know that you needed advisors or, you know, how, no. how did you start the process of being like, these are the right fit for me? And how many did you have to go through? I think that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs overlook as they get started. Yeah. So Todd Dean, he was like my fifth or sixth guest on the podcast. Um, and so like six months later, he called me, Hey, Jason, like, how are you doing? How's the podcast? How's your company? You know, told him who's in your board of advisors. Once again, what the blank is a board of advisors, right? So he explained it to me and he, and he you know, he said, let me be on your board of advisors. It was just from, from there. And then like, and then like the um, Todd Dean, D'Anthony Miles and um, man, Kevin Goldsmith all came from me and guests on the podcast first. So I was probably that. Yeah, but I had no idea what the board of advisors was or nothing like that. But a board advisor, I definitely recommend get a board advisor because like me, when I pitch people, talk to people, they're like, like, how do you get David Metzer? Like they kind of how you're like, David Metzer is like a superstar person. How do you get Kevin Goldsmith? You know, then the people know what Spotify is, right? I, like I asked, you know, I, you know, I gave value and stuff. Yeah, I definitely, if you can get a board of advisors and try to obviously try to get it uh, where they have strengths for your weaknesses, right? Like I'm not a tech person. I have Kevin Goldsmith. We don't know anything about VC. I have Todd Dean. So yeah, but it's, it's, it's a game changer. And like people say like people don't invest in like solo founders or, you know, you have a small team. If you have a board of advisors, it's, I think, I think it's a big, big thing. And of course, you know, if you're just, your, your board of advisors probably should be like your friends, right? That doesn't like no value, right? You have to have like people who like a superstar, you know, someone well known to help you out. And like people who like, you know, cover down your weaknesses, so to speak. But I definitely recommend it. That's awesome. And so one of the, I know that as a new entrepreneur and coming from the military, um, I, you, I think you touched on these a little bit, but besides that, what are some of the biggest challenges that you faced? And what are some tips that people can um, take from you to overcome if they're facing some similar challenges? So I think the biggest challenge in, in the military, we're in a bubble, right? Like I was, I, was in, I was in Fort Lewis, like an hour south of Seattle. I never went to Seattle for anything, right? Like, I had, you know, like Google Analytics, what's that? What's, what's this business? I have no idea. What's the LLC? I have no idea, right? So you have to go out and network. You have to meet people, right? I mean, and it's a grind, right? I mean, of course, there's like, you know, it's a fine line. You can't spend all your time networking. You got to spend time building your business, you know? So it's, a, it's a definitely a fine line. And and you have to be humble. You know, you can't think you know everything you know. A lot of people in the military, they're like, you know, I'm sitting in rank. I should have certain position. I should have certain things. Why does it work like that? Like you have to pretty much start all over again or put yourself over again. And you have to be willing to listen to people, right? And I haven't said that, you know, all advice is not good advice, right? You know, I, I think a lot of people give advice based on good intent and they're, but what worked for them in 2006 probably won't work for you in 2021, right? So you gotta, now there's probably a few people out there like trying to scam you and try to get money off you and just give bad advice to the bad people. Those are like probably 1%, probably less than 1%. But just be very, very aware of that, right? Of the advice you take and but be open to all advice. Um, you have a motto that is be great every day. And I love that motto. And I'm wondering if that's a motto that you've lived by your whole life or is that something that you've implemented as you've become an entrepreneur? Yeah, 
Yeah. So like maybe when I was still in the military, maybe like 2014, 2015, like, man, I got to just start getting, I got to transition. I, I noticed everyone had like little like models and, and like singles of like who in the civilian world, like be remarkable, do better, you know, all these things. Like, man, maybe I need to add this so I can, like, so I can brand myself right. So I started doing that on my single blocks and it just grew from there. And be great every day. I mean, it means be great every day, but it's pretty more simple like that. Like everyone can be great every day, right? That's kind of unrealistic, 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 but no, do your best, right? And maybe being great today is like maybe open a door for someone, right? Or doing a favor with someone or just basically be a better person, add value. Like I say, add value to solve problems every day is what I mean by be great every day. Doesn't mean like, oh, be like Superman every day or, you know, the Marvel Avengers and save the world every day, but, you know, do your part to make the world a better place. I love that too. Um, just uh, any small act of kindness you can do creates that ripple effect, right? Um, what inspired you to start a podcast? And did the podcast come first or did you launch into the startup of the HR business first? So so the startup, the startup came first. And um, during that time, I started following a guy named Johnny Dumas. He has a podcast, Entrepreneur Fire. He's like one of the top 10 entrepreneur podcasts. Yeah, He's I know what it captain. is. So I started following, listening to him. I took his free podcast course and I was like, man, this would be a great way to market the business, right? You know, another way to set myself apart, right? Because at first it was called the Cabinet HR Podcast. It was very too big. I was like, I was talking to founders, small business people, tech people, and like on and on and on, right? Because we were talking to way too many people. It was like very, very, very vague, very unniched. So I used that and I just, then I turned to Jason Cabbage experience where I just talked to founders and, and tech and uh, founders and small business owners and other interested people. And of course, the intent is, you know, talk to people and they get them to come on. But it's a, it's a great way to brand myself. And I definitely recommend people to try a podcast. Now, the thing with podcasts, uh, since I started, I know these 30 people start a podcast, only one of them still doing it right. So it's, I mean, it, it, you get meet great people, but you know, if editing is not fun, you know, if you can't afford to no, 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 outsource that, it's, it can be a time suck, right? But you meet a lot of great people and it's just like me, you're doing right now. So I definitely recommend it, but you got to be consistent and it does take time, right? Like, and another thing, like, you know, entrepreneurship doesn't make, you know, a million dollars in a, you know, six months or, you know, IPO in six months. You're not going to be Joe Rogan in six months, right? Right. And I was crazy <laughs> on the, on the stats. Um, I think if you had like 2000 downloads or more per episode, you're like in top 20% of down of, of podcasts. If you have 5,000 or more, you're like in top 10%. And then like, of course you're Joe Rogan, you know, you're like a top 1%, right? So even if you only have like a thousand, I think you have like the top 50 is like 600 downloads. And so that's pretty good, right? And, and you think about if someone said, hey, here's an opportunity to talk like even if, even if you only have 50 downloads an episode what would you pay to t talk to 50 people every week one-on-one exactly. -on -one? i mean you can't I mean, you can't beat that right you can you can sell stuff you can like affiliate marketing yeah it's just but yeah. it takes a time i totally agree um i did this podcast because i wanted to meet like-minded people and i wanted to help spread you know what i mean people's message that are doing good and doing well and kind of share that you can you know change your mindset change your life create the world you want to live in and i wanted to share those stories and yeah it was like it's that it's not like this is making us money right we just want to meet people you know collaborate, share experiences. And and but I, I also recommend anyone who wants to put in the time um, to start a podcast, whether it's to grow your business, how would I have otherwise met you? Right. Yes. And and now maybe I'll consider your services for my company, you know, for HR services. I agree that HR is one of the hardest things in small business. And it's definitely been one of my personal hurdles because I hate dealing with people <laughs> and I hate dealing with HR. So what are some of the other um, things as you started building out your startup that you see a lot of small businesses facing? or specifically as it relates to HR, what has been kind of the number one complaint that you found in your research? So a couple of things, like we'll, we'll talk about onboarding first. Like with onboarding, regardless of what you think about, you know, immigration, what that case be, when you hire someone, they have to prove they can work in the United States, have your authorization in the state. And, you know, and they have to like, you know, a lot of things small business owners don't know, like when they when you hire someone from the first day of work, they have three days to bring the documents in, right? So you hire someone Monday, next Friday, they have the documents, you can legally just let them go, right? They have brought it in, right? Another thing, you know, usually people bring a passport, drive license, security number. A lot of times people bring in documents who are expired, right? So I can work for you. I'll be on a passport that's like expired, you know, June 5th, 2020. That's not good enough, right? And also a lot of small businesses don't know. They have to like verify the documents. Now they don't have to like, you know, be like, a, it's only have to be 
good faith, right? So you have to be like an expert or anything like that. And you have to, the same things you have to sign or the different things you have to do. So they have to do that. Another thing that small business owners mess up on, like there's HR laws are different each location, right? First, there's like the federal, the state, the local, you know, there's the Department of Labor, ELC, OSHA, on and on and on, right? So federal, state level, each thing is different, right? Like if you have a tech company in Seattle, you have a certain set of laws you can follow. If you're a restaurant in Denver, Colorado, another set of laws you got to follow. So you got to be aware of that. And then another thing I say small business owners mess up to an extent, like suppose you have a company in Dallas, the headquarters in Dallas, you have 10 people working for you in Dallas, minimum wage is 725, right? But suppose you have a restaurant in, in, in a, a, rest, a restaurant chain, so you're paying your people 725 in Dallas. But you have another restaurant in Seattle, you can't pay them 725 because in Seattle is 1350, right? So you got to be aware of those kind of things. And this is so much information on HR, right? And it's, laws are always changing. And then not to talk about politics, but you know, if you're in like, we'll call them liberal, progressive, democratic states like Washington, California, New York, there's way more laws you got to follow, right? More, way more things for conservative Republicans like Texas, Idaho, Kansas, like a little bit more, right? A little bit less, I mean, right? So you see everybody aware of that. And like, and a, and a good thing and a bad thing, like, so good thing, most HR laws change in January right, every year, like 90% of them change in January. So that's a good thing. The b- bad thing is like, another good thing is like the Department of Labor, Society of Human Resource Management, you'll see all these HR organizations or government regulations, they have newsletters you can sign up for, like the INS has a newsletter you can sign up for that send us updates. But of course, you know, before you know it, you get like hundreds of mm-hmm. email updates, right? And it's too much, right? Who so, wants yeah. to read that? Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I would never read those. Like I have employees um, in all, all different states and actually a couple of different countries. And one of the um, struggles is definitely HR, global HR, but also, as you said, the different state. It's impossible to keep up with it. And and any entrepreneur doesn't want to be tackling those types of issues. So I think the services that you're creating um, are going to be you know, very well valued. And, 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 and I know that you'll be um, growing and, and reaching your goals very soon. When As you're growing in an entrepreneur, and as you talked about, it's not an overnight thing. There's a lot of grind that goes into it. What's a mindset that helps you stay in the game long term that, you know, that you can talk yourself out of, you know, earlier when we first started, you said, okay, I have to gear up. Sometimes I just want to like bow out of things. So what's the mindset that you remind yourself of every day that, that keeps you on, on track with your purpose? So there's two things. One thing is, and I think people don't talk about this enough. You have to have some kind of an emotional stability, some kind of emotional balance, right? Cause it's, it's not a real cause of day. So sometimes a real cause every minute, right? You might get a call that, you know, someone agreed to have a meeting with you with an investor, right? You're trying to get a meeting and then you get a, and then you read an email like seconds, like minutes later that a customer you thought you were going to close decided to go someone else, right? So it's, you got to have some kind of muscle balance. Then I have a saying um, that I, I try to follow. Sometimes you crush it and sometimes it crushes you. As an entrepreneur, it's going to crush you more than you're going to crush it, right? And you got to keep that in it. mind, right? I love that mindset. I'm going to totally steal that. <laughs> Because sometimes it's true, you can be high as a you know high as a kite, and then you get another message from even an upset customer or something that went wrong. That's you know what I mean, costing you a ton of money, or it's all happening at the same time. And so I think that's really brilliant advice. Um, I'd love for you to share about your crowdfunding campaign and HR services, and and how we can help um, promote you and accelerate your growth. So the crowdfunding campaign, you know, at first I was like, man, you know, crowdfunding campaign is not for me, right? I'm a software company. That's more for like you know, like skateboards, water bottles, like you know like actual products, right? But I have a friend in Austin. Uh, he's a military veteran too. He has a, a, a SaaS company that does a, a basic Airbnb for military people moving, right? And he did a, a, a crowdfunding campaign and he raised like $400,000 on it. And I only found him back because he did a post on LinkedIn, right? Like, So I called him up, I said, what's going on, right? Tell me about this crowdfunding campaign, right? He told me about it. So maybe I should try this route. And so the crowdfunding, crowdfunding campaign is running to uh, April 29th. Um, and so basically we have a, like different perks. Of course, you're giving me an amount of money, but a perks are if, you, if uh, $10, I give a public thank you. Like I'll put like, you know, thank you to, you know, at John Brown, thank you for donating, blah, blah, blah. So $10 at the public thank you, uh, $70 a t-shirt, um, then um, $250 a public thank you. Uh, no, so $250 you donate, like, I give it like a, you can come on the podcast, I, I you know, blast 
also your social media links all across are there. They have like a webinar, ebook, and also discounts on it. So yeah, doing to April 29th. And it's a, the link is HTTPS CavendishHR.co slash crowdfunding. And for the company itself, so we're, um, what we're doing is like basic HR. So, so I'll tell you about some differences of other HR companies. So most HR companies, like if you're like an example, I'll use you, if you're a tech company in Seattle, restaurant in Denver, or a towing company in San Antonio, they'll send you like different templates, right? When, of course, you know, one size can't fit all. So what we do, we say to you a set of questions, like you have to give your values, your culture, and welcome message, how many days off you're going to give people paid holidays. And based on that, the code is going to give you an employee handbook, HR policies, and we also do your job descriptions for you and do your onboarding. And also do what we call responsive HR advice, where on the platform, you'll, 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 you might ask us, um, what's, what's the minimum wage in the state of Texas? Or if you want to talk to HR business partners, two examples are, hey, uh, Kevin's HR, Tom hasn't been working three days. What do we do? You know, talk to that. What can you do or not do? And a better example I use, kind of more complicated. Hey, Kevin's HR, Susan, you know, been with us for six months. She's not working out. No one likes her. She's toxic. You know, she's, you know, she, she's two performance for two performance, two performance plans. And she's agreed to leave next week. Everything's signed and documented. Everything's set. She told us today she's pregnant. What do we do? And I think most HR people will say, most people in general will say, well, she was already agreed to leave. Everything's signed. Just let her go. And we're more like, okay, that's all fine and good. We're not, we're saying not, we're, we're not saying not to fire her or not to let her go, but you know, someone's going to social media with her, her mother, her daughter, her cousin, her friend is going to say, your company fired my friend because she's pregnant. It might not be true, but that's what we're going to say. And how do you protect your employer brand like from that? Like, do you keep her on for a little bit while longer or find something different? But you know, those, you know, because the employer brand is so important nowadays, right? So those, those kind of things. And then we have partnerships too, with a company called Every um, out of um, Utah for payroll. They just raised a $10 million A round a few months ago. Then a company called People Trail out of Utah for background checks. And an, another company called uh, People Keep for uh, health, health Benefits. A company called Leverage Benefits Consulting here in the Seattle area for benefits. And a company called Nova Port Capital Atlanta for like financial advisory start like small business owners. Those are amazing services. Um, and do you guys also, this is a personal question, I guess, for me too. And I think other people might wonder this. For the performance reviews, do you guys do packages that are more in-depth to help manage those performance reviews where a team member could have be partnered with one of your dedicated HR people where the owner or or is it or is it more that you're giving a guideline and there's still a manager that's doing the performance reviews that's that's uh, part of the company? Yeah, so right now we're not doing that. That's, that's, that's the future plan. But for, for, for performance reviews, you know, a lot of people say like, you know, do it once a year. That's probably not the best thing. You probably do performance reviews like every day when you think about it, right? And other people, you know, think, you know, HR should be doing performance reviews. It shouldn't be HR doing it. It should be the, be the manager doing them, right? HR is going to be kind of facilitated. Like HR, if like you say, you know, big corporation, big company, HR should be training the manager to do the performance reviews. But what we don't do, actually don't do that right now. But we can, as part of the HR business partner, the HR business partner we're able to, should, should be able to talk to the small business owner through that though. But don't have, like that probably like, include, that would be included like the price for the sponsor of HR advice. But don't have like, we don't have like a platform or anything like that right now. Um, are you guys, I know artificial intelligence is becoming um, more and more implementable and aut- helping people automate. Are you guys looking at AI as adding that into your platform? And if so, like how will you be implementing that now yes, or in the future? Yeah, yeah. And actually the pitch, we actually said that we're going to be a voice enabled AI platform. That's the, that's the plan right now, which we can get to the point. Of course, you know, it's kind of complicated too. So the, the plan is like, you'll, you go to your phone and um, you'll, you'll open the Kevin's HR app. You'll say, um, Kevin's HR, what's the minimum? Kevin's HR, I'm thinking about opening up a restaurant in Dallas, Texas. What's the minimum wage there? Small business owner, but the minimum wage in Dallas, Texas is 725. This is a little more complicated. You might go, hey, Kevin's HR, you know, X employees not really working out. I'm thinking about we're letting them go pretty soon. What do I need to do? Small business owner, this is outside my scope. Do you want me to send you some available time to talk to your HR business partner? Is like the vision for that. And then of course, you know, we want to automate the onboarding. Onboarding. We definitely want to like um, automate and you know AI enable the onboarding process, right? Because that's way too long, right? The paper, printing stuff out, uploading. So we got to want to figure that out too, how to make that easier while still you know, keeping all the compliance and regulation stuff in, in check that we're supposed to. Amazing. Well, it has been 
awesome getting to know you and learning about your business and all that you're doing for small businesses. And um, I, I wish you the best of success. I look forward to following your journey and helping to promote what you're doing. Um, as we close out, I just, you touched a little bit on Bunker Labs and I would love for you to just close out, share um, what Bunker Labs exactly is. Um, because I know it has something to do with veterans and I think it would be valuable to share um, exactly what that what that association does. Yes. Yeah, so, so Bunker Labs is a national profit started in 2015, I believe. And like for military veterans, there's so many organizations like to help, like find a job, mental health, PTSD, right? There's really nothing out there to help military veterans. Or not, when I say military veterans, I mean military veterans, dependent spouse, anyone in the military connected community to help them start companies, right? Because like I said, we're in a bubble, right? And you know, like how, how like how do you start an LLC? What's Google Analytics? What's all these kind of things? And what we do is we have military veterans, you know, start companies and that kind of things and, and connect with people, right? Help them have resources. And 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 so one difference between us, so let me actually, so as part of Bunk Life, we have Launch Lab Online where people go on, on learn, like learn how to do marketing plans. Like how do you pick a logo? How do you pick a name, right? I mean, if you pick a name and like someone has already has it, you probably can't use it, right? Or if you pick a name and someone has the IO and you're on the dot com, you know, or you have a name and somebody has a Facebook or you pick a name and it means something like bad in Spanish or Chinese or something like that, right? I mean, it's not easy, right? And, you know, brand colors, right? Colors mean different things. Like I had no idea when I first saw that there's there's not just blue, there's like several versions of blue with different numbers. Like like my blue is like 0F4162 or something like that, right? Like I had, I had no clue, right? Um, how do you get a small business loan? Um, get in front of people and talking, right? I mean, it's, it's a learned skill, right? I mean, you have to, you know, sell your idea, those kind of things. And, and then after launching a lot, after launching a lab online, we do a thing called Veterans and Residents. And that's a, a partnership we have with Rewards. So Rework gives us like free office space, like, I think 30 cities now, but like eight veteran entrepreneurs for six months. And of course, it's virtual now, so not the same. But so we're talking pre-COVID. So pre-COVID, these eight people come into this free office space and it's a great space, right? And it's diff- different cities. We do ne- different networking events. We do weekly huddles. We're like, we do bring in different speakers. But the one challenge for the veterans and residents is like, for those who know what Techstars or YC Combinator is, I mean, it's the same thing. Each cohort, risk and repeat, all the companies are pretty much the same level. They're trying to get product market fit. You know, they're trying to get valid the idea. They're trying to raise funds. It's the same process. With us, we've had nonprofits, marijuana apps. We've had somebody who had already raised like $8 million in cash. I mean, they're all over the place, right? And like, I'm on the mentors. I'm like, well, should I really be the mentor? I'm, I'm still trying to figure this out myself. So I'm here like, quote, unquote, mentoring these people, trying to connect with people, right? So that can be a challenge too. And, and so Bunker Labs, we're just trying to like, you know, improve the military veteran community. And, and, you know, so, and the reason I got started by a guy named Todd Connor, after World War II, I could have these numbers wrong, but after World War II, like 50 to 60, 50 to 60% of military veterans started companies. Now maybe 5% of us start companies, right? So just trying to start entrepreneurship. Another reason too, um, most military veterans, they do have adapt trouble finding a job and they get out of the military, right? I think stats show that when you get out of the military, you're going to have two jobs in two years for different reasons, right? So why not give them a different avenue to you know, start a company, right? Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And thank you for sharing um, all that you're doing. It's a pleasure again to meet you and speak with you. And I look forward to speaking with you again soon. I hope you have an amazing weekend. Thank you for having me on here. I really appreciate it, Wendy. Our challenge for this week's episode is based on Jason's personal motto, be great every day. And we've had this ch- a similar challenge like this because at the end of the day, this podcast, The Design Driven Life, is created to inspire you to create the world you want to live in. And that does start with creating a ripple effect. And that starts with just being kind. So how can you be great every day in small and big ways? Thank you for listening. I am thoroughly loving our platform for our podcast, Budsprout. So if you are considering, and you should, starting a podcast, it's so fun. It's a great way to connect with people. It's not hard when you have the right partners. If you're looking for a place to host your own podcast, join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get your message out to the world. Start for free and receive a $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Jason Kavnis Experience. Be sure to connect with us across social media at Kavnis HR. Thank you, and remember to be great every day. You've got to pump it up, don't you know? Pump it up. You've got to pump it up, don't you know? Pump it up. You've got to pump it up, don't you know? Pump it up. You've got to pump it up, don't you know?